Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott with you on Oilers Now. Brendan Escott will be hosting the show on Monday when I'm on the bird flying with the Oilers to Detroit as the Oilers will take on the Red Wings. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, and it is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Our River Cree Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it it's open 24 7 365 the river creek resort and casino here's where i tell you uh that they've got a super bowl watch party taking place at uh obviously on february 12th uh, by the way uh, i like the eagles way to go on the limb you can text us on our ashley fine floors text line at 7804960063 get the new floors you've always wanted with ashley fine floors 143rd street 111th avenue open monday to saturday and we're going to go into uh, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Southside Dino said, Bob, what was the crowd last night in Calgary for the Condors and the Wranglers? And is this something Edmonton should consider having their farm team uh, in Edmonton? Well, I think it's a fair perspective to have. I will tell you that the crowd last night was underwhelming. That said, it was a Thursday night game, and they just jammed like 17 and a half, 18,000 into the Saddle Dome the night before to watch Connor Bedard. Um, you know, there's a couple different train of thoughts. One of the train of thoughts is you want to make it for the players where it's an accomplishment. It's a journey to get the, to the NHL. And is that harder or easier to do? Like, put it this way, and, and I don't necessarily want roadblocks for the Oilers' young prospects, but do you respect it more when you get called up and travel in as opposed to walking across the hallway and going from the AHL to the NHL team like the uh, Calgary Wranglers do with the Calgary Well, The Wranglers got a real good team. I think that's a, an interesting perspective in terms – the other thing I'd tell you – is with all due respect to Stockton and the people that had the team there, Bakersfield has was a very well-run ECHL franchise and has a strong hockey uh, tradition. Matt Riley and the group in Bakersfield have done a pretty good job. They got a good fan base. So, um, and the Oilers have the Edmonton Oil Kings, albeit a team that's in rebuilding this uh, season this year. We're going to hear from Xavier Borgo, Noah Phillip in the next half-hour block, then Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce. I mean, the Oilers have the Oil Kings, and the Oilers have, you know, Rogers Place in a building that, you know, you want to have a lot of concerts in as well. I mean, the Flames currently are basically playing two and a half teams out of the Saddle Dome between the Hitmen, the Wranglers, and obviously the Calgary Flames. So it's interesting stuff. Uh, I think it's, in fact, I'd like to know what you think. You can t Certainly during the pandemic, it might have been beneficial if the farm team was in your home city. 
but I wonder if you can make an argument that it, you know, and the other thing is they have sort of their own, they got a good little setup down in Bakersfield. There is not a lot of pressure on the players there. That's the one thing that's got to be stated. I mean, it's internal pressure. The players have got to push to get up. We just heard Leon Dreisaitl in the first hour of the show talk about the relentless work ethic of Connor McDavid and how he does something four or five years in that you've never seen before. That's what the best do. And for the players that are on Bakersfield, the way they got to get to the NHL, they got to work. They got to grind. That comes with the territory. All right, guests on this show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. For 50 years, Japanese Village has been Edmonton's destination for a celebration of the census. Reserve today at jvedmonton.ca. As we go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Time for a one-on-one conversation with Xavier Borgo. Xavier, how would you assess things to date uh, so far for you in your uh, first pro season down in Bakersfield? Uh, I think uh, I'm still learning a lot to, uh, how to play with those uh, pro guys. I mean, last year I was playing in junior. Uh, I was one of the top guys in the league, so uh, I need to learn from this. Uh, and that's what I'm doing now every day here. Yeah, it's obviously an adjustment. The players are much bigger, much stronger, considerably quicker as well. What specifically have the Oilers asked you, the Oilers organization and the coaches in Bakersfield, uh, Keith Kretzky and those people, what, what sort of things have they asked you to focus in on? Uh, I mean, just be consistent and uh, like being uh, relentless on the puck, on the forecheck. Uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest guy, but just try to be like a guy, a guy like uh, Yamamoto. He's always on the puck. Uh, he's not the biggest guy like, like me, so he's always on the puck, create some... Uh, some scoring chance going to the, the blue paint, so uh, those, those type of things here. How much of an adjustment has it been lifestyle-wise? You know, you're obviously French-Canadian living in Quebec and playing in the Quebec League, and now you're in Bakersfield, you know, in uh, in the United States, and you have to learn how to cook, I'm assuming. it's some. I still can't cook to this day. I never learned how to cook, but, uh, you know, has that been part of the adjustment? Just hasn't been on, on the ice, but off ice as well? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, learning of, like of of the ice too. But I am living with uh, James Sandlin. I mean, the uh, great guys too of the ice. On the ice too is a great example for me as a young players. Uh, but yeah, just to be like far from the from home and everything, it's for, for sure an adjustment. But I think I love what I'm playing. Uh, I love what I'm doing, playing hockey, uh, doing those sacrifices. So. Uh, yeah, for sure, it's an adjustment of the ice, too. Uh, you mentioned James Allen. He's a player that did not have an NHL contract uh, when he, you know, ended up leaving uh, Medicine Hat. He was a pretty good player. He was on pace for a 100-point season uh, that year before the pandemic hit, and he earned himself an NHL deal and got an NHL games this year. I mean, you, you know, obviously, he's helped you off the ice, but there's an illustration of a smaller guy, and he's not the most explosive skater. He's, he's worked on his quickness, but, you know, can you learn something from a guy like that as well, just show that you know the Oilers in the last couple of years assigned Vincent DeHarnay to James Hamlin from AHL to NHL deals, and those guys both ended up making it to the National Hockey League this year. Uh, yeah, I think it doesn't mean anything if you're drafted, not drafted. I mean, even if you're like a first rounder like me, you need to work, prove yourself. Uh, I mean, everyone here in the league is is good. They were good and younger. They were the best one in their league. So I mean, everyone needs to work hard to prove themselves. And for sure to live with him, it's a great example of work, uh, dedication. So for sure, I try to uh, 
take those ideas from him and bring this on the ice of the ice. Did you know Rafael Lavoie before he came to the Oilers organization? Uh, for sure I knew him uh, as a player, but not of the ice. Uh, I know he was uh, able to score goals. That's, that's the thing I, I know about him, and right now I know him uh, for sure. I was, I'm playing with him uh, since the, the start of the season. So, uh, I mean, he's having a, a good season now, too, so uh, good for him. And we're joined by Xavier Borgo, Bob Stauffer with you at Oilers now down in Calgary. Uh, last night, the uh, Bakersfield Condors beat uh, the AHL leading uh, Calgary Wranglers 5-1. Um, the team started to put together some wins. A little bit different experience right now for the team, maybe, than it was earlier in the year. Uh, yeah, I think it feels good to, go, to get some wins. Uh, I mean, we had a tough sequence. Uh, I remember we were first in the league to start the season, and uh, after that, uh, some player got called up, injuries. Uh, it was tough, tough bounce for us sometimes. Uh, some nights we were uh, uh, even, and at the last uh, last 10 minutes of the game, getting score on every every time. So uh, I think we're getting some good bounce now. Uh, feels good to win. And uh, you had a, a great centerman, uh, Maverick Bork, that played uh, last couple of years with you in Shawinigan, and uh, he's in the Dallas Stars organization. He was a late first-round pick. Uh, have you had a chance to catch up with him? How's his first pro season going? Uh, yeah, we're talking a lot. I mean, uh, we're playing together since last four years, so we're great, great uh, friends. Uh, I mean, I think uh, he's having like a good season for his first pro season. Uh, he's learning like me a lot. Uh, how to play with those guys, bigger, uh, stronger, faster. So uh, I think he's having a good season for his for, uh, first pro season too. Xavier, keep it going. Yeah, thank and you. Stay positive. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And it has been a tough stretch for Xavier Borgo. He's got two goals in his last 20 games in Bakersfield. Two goals, six points. He is plus three, so it's not like he's getting drilled in the plus minus. But the offense has dried up for him. I mean, he, he was, uh, you know, the leading goal scorer amongst the forwards at the start of the year. And uh, it just, it, it hasn't really happened. And, and it's interesting, Raphael Lavoie now leads all Bakersfield forwards in goals with 12. Raphael Lavoie over the last 18 games has 10 goals, 20 points, and is plus nine. But Borgo's gone a little bit quiet. Uh, and that's a little bit, frankly, concerning for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Ryland from Red Deer has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. And Ryland says, Bob, what about a farm team in Saskatoon? Still called up and have to travel to play with the big guys, but it's easier to get guys uh, called up uh, in Canada. You know, Saskatoon's always been an interesting situation. Uh, the Priestner Group owns the Saskatoon Blades. Um, I would assert to you that the Saskatchewan market, for the most part, tends to be pro-weather. It certainly was pro-weather when Jordan Eberle uh, was, uh, uh, you know, out of the Regina Pats plan there. So interesting stuff. And again, you can text us on the Ashley, text, uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line, 116 in Edmonton. And the grinder says, Bob, what do you have against uh, Gostas Bear? He's a good puck movie defenseman, and he's gotten much better defensively. We don't need a rough-and-tumble D-man that much anymore since we got Vinny Deherney. Well, Deherney has made a huge difference to the Oilers. There's no question. Uh, and one of the areas that he's made a difference is he's lightened the work rate and in terms of Evan Bouchard and T Tyson Berry on the PK. Uh, he's basically playing about two minutes a game worth of penalty killing. The Oilers' penalty killing since DeHarnay has been up is at 91%. That's second in the NHL over the last eight games. He's a big six foot, you know, six, six foot seven shot per uh, suppressing right shot deep. 
And when I was in Bakersfield last year uh, on the in the COVID jail at that point, because uh, I couldn't come back to Canada for 11 days, Dernay was the guy that caught my eye. And I probably got calls from four different organizations, uh, guys I knew, and bought them down the stretch just saying, hey, you know, and the Oilers uh, held on to Vincent Dernay. And there's, I, I think that there's something there as a shutdown defenseman. And I do think he's changed the narrative a bit for the Edmonton Oilers. And I drew an allusion to, or a comparable to Yanni Hockenpah, who I believe the Oilers were actually looking at a couple of years ago. So, you know, you look at Skinner, they've drafted and developed and brought Skinner along. Dernay from, you know, seventh round pick goes in on an AHL deal and grows and matures into a guy who's on the precipice of becoming a full-time NHL player. I think by next fall, Vincent DeHarnay will be the Oilers' third-pairing right-shot defenseman all day, which means the Oilers will likely have, they've got Cody Ceci at, at $3.25 million, and they have Bouchard and Barry. And Tyson Barry's had good offensive numbers. Of course, he's also part of an elite power play. The Oilers' power play is at 32%. That power play is 5% higher than any other team in the league. And Tyson Berry basically uh, plays the role of a setter. I mean, that's really it. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Roley says, Bob, cost-wise, an AHL affiliate in Canada makes more business sense. The Condors in Kelowna, Saskatoon, maybe Victoria, makes sense to me. So, too, does uh, the old Northlands Coliseum, which Mark Spector wrote a piece, is about to be demolished. OEG could bring more concerts and events with a second venue at eight to 10,000 seats in town. They could partner with college and university teams, too, and maybe develop an ICE District 3.0 centered around the Northlands lands. I don't know if that's... Be and, and you mentioned Kelowna, Saskatoon, and Victoria. What do all those uh, cities have? They have major junior teams. And the Edmonton Oilers are partners in the Western Hockey League. And that needs... Because I, I don't think it went over well with the WHL that... Uh, um, you know, the, the Flames ended up suddenly moving into... A, you know, like the Canadians are in Laval. Toronto's a massive market, right? So that's that's a different story. Ottawa's in Belleville, right? And, I mean, in, in the case of Hamilton, they had an AHL team and went with the OHL route with Michael Adler, their owner, who could be the future owner of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Jay Bid says, Bob, what I see from Vincent DeHarnay is he's an on-ice general. He doesn't leave it up to his partner to wonder which man is his uh, off of the rush. He yells at, at who he's got most of the time. The guy's been good defensively. There, you know, there's no other way to say it. Bob, I follow Bakersfield on Twitter, and they show the highlights of their goals. It looked like there was hardly any building last night well and part of it's the size of the saddle versus some of the other buildings again i think the guys in bakersfield do a pretty good job of uh of uh you know you know they've been a good partner for the owners there's really no other way to say it and they were very good echl uh organization and they got a strong hockey community in that marketplace mark and st albert Bob, what do you think the percentage likelihood is that Pogliarvi gets traded before the trade deadline? And what team do you think that he goes to? Hmm. I think the team might surprise you if he gets moved. If he gets moved. 
We are going to go to break. It's 121 in Edmonton. When we come back in order, it's now a one-on-one -on -one conversation with former Alberta Golden Bear Noah Phillips, who scored his eighth goal of the season last night. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Welcome back, everybody. It's 124 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, the Bakersfield Condors in action tonight against the Calgary Wranglers. The Oilers uh, will fly to Detroit on Monday. Noel Philp has been a player we've been watching a bit over the last couple of seasons. Played with the University of Alberta Golden Bears. He's in his rookie season this year with the Condors. Let's get to a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Noah. No, we haven't had a chance to catch up to you uh, since the start of the season. How would you assess uh, your first pro year playing for the Bakersfield Condors? Yeah, it's been it's been an awesome experience. Um, love all the guys here. Uh, the older guys have been great in welcoming in some of the new guys and the rookies. And, uh, and as for myself personally on the ice, I feel like uh, it was a bit of an adjustment right at the beginning of the year. Um, sort of after Christmas time, I feel like I'm going to find in my game a little more and just trying to be steady and trying to be strong in the lineup. You uh, played virtually all of your career uh, in major junior uh, and the first year at the University of Alberta as a center. Then last year you played half a year as right wing. At the start of this season, you were bouncing between left and right wing, but most recently, I think for maybe the last 15, 18 games, you've played center. How does it feel to be back in the middle? And, you know, how are certain things like, you know, low support defensively and face-offs and those sort of things going for you? Yeah, well, that was a big thing I think Chalker wanted me to figure out first was to trust me in my own zone and take care of that first because that's obviously a massive part of the game at this level. So I had to figure that out to get back to center here and uh, obviously work on my draws a little bit. But um, I've been enjoying center. I really feel comfortable there, and hopefully I can stick it out. Um, biggest adjustment from U Sports last year to American League, and it is a jump. Biggest adjustment. Um, you know, making plays that stand out because everyone's smart and everyone can skate and uh, the defending is a lot better. So it's, there's no time to, if you float around all game, you won't get much done. you got to really work to create your chances. It's been a, uh, you're on a bit of a good run recently. The team won uh, last night 5-1 here in Calgary, beat the best team in the American Hockey League. You guys hung around in that game. They kind of took it to you in the second period for a bit. Uh, are, are you sensing the team, the team, both the Oilers and, and the uh, Condors are a little healthier than they've been earlier in the season, but are you sensing that there's a little bit more confidence brewing with your team? Yeah, I think for sure. The whole team's been talking about that, just a little bit of belief and, um, you know, doing it together. And I think that's the biggest thing, and, and we're starting to figure that out a little bit. But uh, it's important not to get too ahead of ourselves and, uh, you know, stick with what, what we're doing right. And uh, hopefully we can keep that going. We're joined by Noah Felt from the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Um, you know, you played major junior, then you went to the U of A. So you've lived, you know, you haven't lived at home. Like, it's different for, like, a guy like Borgo is literally out on his own. He's not out of billets. Yeah. How, how's the adjustment been off the ice for you, uh, uh, playing in Bakersfield? And do you think the fact that you've already kind of been on your own maybe has helped you a little bit? 
Yeah, I lived with a bunch of guys in university, so kind of got that experience without a billet family. Um, right now, I'm living with Alex Peters, one other guy on the team, and uh, you know, it's comfortable. I'm I'm happy in Bakersfield, and I'm I'm liking it. Yeah, he's he's having a good good year. Like I think he's plus 13 or something, and yeah. we liked him uh, dating all the way back to the rookie tournament uh, in Penticton. So uh, you're not the only Philp that came out of U of A that's ended up uh, signing a pro deal. Uh, we were kind of a little bit bummed out on Saturday night because the Hawks in their infinite wisdom elected to dress Jonathan Taze and Luke Philp was a healthy scratch, but he did get into a couple NHL games. I don't know. Did you have a chance to talk to your brother about how great of an experience that was? I did. He said it was amazing, and um, he played two games, played the first one in Vancouver, and then uh, the second one was in Calgary, and he wasn't supposed to play, but he got the last-minute call, and... Uh, he said the support from in town and his friends in Calgary has been overwhelming, so he's pretty happy for the opportunity. All right. Uh, for you to get that opportunity at the NHL level, what are the things that the coaches in Bakersfield have uh, sort of uh, imprinted upon your mind the most? Is what's going to you know help get you to the next level? I think just taking care of the puck and being hard to play against, um, using my size, winning draws, things like that. Um, I know I'm not going to step in and be a first power play kind of guy, um, but you know, hopefully work on my offense here as well, and just try to be strong all around. And that's kind of my goal right now. Noah, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. Yep. That is Noah Philp from the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott. Derek Scott, all part of Oilers now. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you feel like a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. And uh, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back with Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce.